0: What's the most exciting and most watched sport in the United States? If you said anything else but football, you lose. (laughs) Welcome to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Nothing's more exciting than college or pro football. And when we say football, we don't mean soccer. new no. we'll hang we'll give you in-depth analysis and you know what football and life have a lot in common so you'll hear us tackle life topics sometimes too Ready? Ready. so let's do it this is the air raid attack podcast here we go here we go and this is your host air raid mike <laughs>
1: what's up everybody you are listening to the unfiltered unscripted <clears> 100 <throat> authentic podcast the area attack i'm your host mike all the way from oklahoma city and uh yeah if you're watching on youtube or if you're watching on twitch or facebook or even on twitter you got a new brand new layout so testing this so if there's any confusion along the way i apologize in advance i got a fun show for you we're going to take the red river rivalry and uh, go podcast version on this thing. I have a honor of having um, Lacey who is, uh, not only she's alumni of Texas, but uh, also a Texas fan, the host of the Laced Up podcast, upcoming podcast. I highly recommend to give it a listen. Should be joining on here shortly. Friendly reminder, uh, any comments feel free, um, respectfully of course send them our way and we'll get them answered throughout the show but without further ado let me introduce to you today's wonderful guest all the way from austin texas herself miss lacey the host of the laced up podcast lacey how are you hey hey
2: hey y'all what's up what's up what's up i'm happy to be here thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it
1: well my pleasure and thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come on and talking some uh OU Texas football, you know, you're the first to uh, do that, but uh, you know, that's first for everything, but uh, tell... Best rivalry in
2: the nation. We got we to gotta represent. We got to represent right.
1: Well, you know, don't tell them Ohio State and Michigan. They may, uh, they may say otherwise, but...
2: Come at me. At me. <laughs> at me, bro. I got it. I got this. <laughs>
1: no, I, I I'm with you on that one, simply because there's not a... I know Georgia Florida's rival uh, is neutral site, but this one I think is more... A little more special, simply because, for the most part, you're about the halfway mark from here to Austin, is Dallas. And uh, well, and it's got, also uh,
2: it's also one of those environments that's truly split down the middle. Yep, it's right a, a road game line. out on one end of the field, and it's a mm-hmm. home game on the other end. So exactly. that's one thing that Sarks has continuously said about how special that rivalry is, is because oh. just because of that aspect.
1: No, I mean. <clears throat> And uh, and we already got a comment here in a second. So we'll get to that. But uh, and I know where this is going. But uh, no, oh, I think it's one of the God. best rivalries, if not the in my opinion, it's the best because you got the neutral side, 50 yard line, half and half. You know, I was there last year. That was my first OU Texas experience. Unfortunately. <laughs> we laid a goose egg on that one. But um, but, you know, the experience that was your first
2: the... one. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, so it's your
1: fault technically <laughs> negative on that one
2: <laughs> I sorry I had, to, I had to I had to I had to make it your fault sorry
1: you could say that I mean that's perfectly fine you know the people next uh that sat next to me was uh I think a woman and her husband I guess it was her husband I don't know but um she's like can we at least get two points I'm like that's too much to ask for at this point what that's just too much to ask for you know you're bad when somebody's asking can we at least get two points.
2: Did you guys say the entire game at least? Were you I one did. Of the few they that actually stayed? left. Oof. Big
1: oof. I stayed the entire...
2: I wish I would. I wish I wish could say that I was sorry, but I'm not, so... It's fine. Not we'll late. get
1: you guys this year. Okay. We got to get through our non-conference schedule first, but um, <clears throat> speaking of... Uh, Same. Well, you guys have a temper for testing. We do not conference. Yeah,
2: that's why I was like, "What, what?" Okay, there we go. <laughs> Good
1: buddy of mine, Big Mike, um Alabama fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Best rivalry, of course. He's—I'm sure he's referring to Auburn and Alabama, the Iron Bowl. Mike, my thing on this one—I'm not going to argue on this one—is, <laughs> but you guys are home and away. This is mm-hmm. neutral, like this is like State Fair Arena, State Fair Arena, State Fair of Texas.
2: Cotton Corn bowl. dogs,
1: hot dogs, funnel cakes, Indian not Indian tacos, whatever.
2: And don't get me wrong, like <clears throat> the best rivalries in college football definitely include the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl is up there. It's it's oh, yeah. one of the best rivalries in college football. I just think that, you know, being a student and going through the rivalry and everything. Ironically enough, I've never been. I've never been to Texas OU. I've never been to the Cotton Bowl. But I'm hoping to change that this year, so maybe I, hopefully, I won't be the bad luck this year.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just hoping goes, for that. Well, if all but, goes well, I'll be back. So, somebody's gonna have to win. So whoever loses, it's their fault.
2: Oh nope. You said that at the wrong. You said that at the wrong time. I kind of, I really messed that one up. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, I was waiting for you to kind of point at yourself. I'm like. You know, make her feel a little good. You didn't do that. on. Her.
2: Okay, let's not act like you did that on purpose. You didn't, <laughs> that was a happy accident. Don't sit and try it. Don't flip the script now.
1: Hey, talking about flipping the script. Flipping the script is like saying, I saw somebody's comment a while back that we dropped 14 points. Well, we should have scored 14 points. Scoring 14 points and not scoring 14 points, No, regardless, is not any difference we weren't going to win that game regardless but um the issue that i had and, and here's and i'm not going to talk much about last year's OU texas game there really wasn't much that i'll talk about besides i think we ended up with negative rushing yards but
2: um and like 39 passing yards less than 40 passing yards yeah pretty much who said that sorry
1: we never even passed
2: i just had to i just had to add the commentary my bad <laughs>
1: However, I will say this, though, Lacey, was it was a great experience. The state fair um, parking was insane. Mm -hmm. The food wasn't too bad.
2: Did you actually try any real like state fair foods, though? Like any of the any of the dope fried shit? Like I went one year and they had uh, they had fried. What was it? they had like a fried turkey dinner like a fried thanksgiving dinner or something like that i know like fried butter is a typical thing there uh they fry everything
1: no but i saw electric a lot of electric vehicles in the uh car show
2: what did that have to that had nothing to do with the
1: things to answer your question that's no but i did see a lot of electric cars (laughs)
2: congratulations
1: (laughs) (laughs) I that, was to,
2: the most, that was the most electrifying thing I
1: saw there. <laughs> That's about as close as we got to the end zone. I can guarantee you that one was <laughs> a lot of electric cars and a lot of uh, expensive cars that none of us that was in that <laughs> building could afford. Your pretty but, little uh,
2: horsey just sat there bored.
1: I felt bad for Boomer sooner.
2: Lauren.
1: I think they ran. Did they leave? I'm trying to recall if they even left, ran the field. You like before the team came out? I don't think so. If they did, they ran when the team came out. That was it i took a lot of pictures of, of team. <laughs> that's all i got i really got nothing from last year no i mean my thing is this is you know when you got dealt with the team that you got dealt with um you know i granted ou texas anything goes you got you know both teams can go oh and four both teams could be four now i've seen ou teams that were bad during the coach um John Blake years that beat Texas. I've seen a lot of Texas teams that weren't great that beat a lot of good OU teams. Mm-hmm. Um thank you, Mike, for adding insult to my wound. Um Yeah. Yeah, pretty yes, much. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, there were.
1: They left at uh, the end of the first quarter, Mike. So there you go. Uh <laughs> we but pulled that's the starters our, in the thirds. So. That's our loyalty right there. We just leave at the end of the first. So which
2: it was it's kind of crazy to me because obviously like i get the blowout it is what it is right but oh you things are ruthless Mm -hmm. are ruthless so like it it was it was kind of wild to me that y'all bowed out so quickly and then on top of that like even going i remember the week leading up to the game it seemed like hate week seemed so silent last because year, y'all had just suffered cared. y'all had just suffered those back-to-back
0: mm-hmm. horrible
2: losses against tcu and k-state and so all of hate week we're sitting here talking shit like trying to get y'all hyped up trying to and no. it was like crickets you had one or two people saying something but overall there was nothing
1: No, I'm y'all ruined the ahead.
2: rivalry last year
1: no, Lincoln Riley <laughs> ruined the rivalry last year. <laughs> I will say this, even though I don't ever I don't believe in the what ifs, because the what ifs can either get you really depressed or really excited for something that you may or may not ever happen. Had Lincoln Riley none of that took place, I still believe OU would have been in the playoffs team. Caleb Williams is a beast. I don't care if he's at USC, that kid still can still play. You guys love you guys from what Caleb Williams, though. That's why we I like what the, he did to y'all. That's why I've heard that the great, Vaughn. Well, weren't uh,
2: y'all y'all were going back and forth between him and Spencer Rattler?
1: Yeah, because Rattler was struggling against uh, you guys in twenty one, and um, Caleb
2: Williams is the one that Caleb y'all Williams did. came in
1: and saved the day. Let's not put the uh, let's not put the daddy shirt on. I will it. say anyway. the funny
2: thing about that is I so I was in Kansas at the time I was bartending. Right. And so we were up, we were winning, everything was good. I was yep. having a great time. I was making money, living right. my best life. And it started happening. And I sat, it was one of those things. It was like a train wreck that I just couldn't stop watching. Right. It, it was one of those that I was sitting there watching it. And I was like, there's no way that this is about to happen. And mind you, I have a bar full of guests that are sitting here. Like, there's no way, right. like, they're sitting here heckling me, too, because I obviously I'm the only freaking Texas fan in the damn joint.
1: Well, of course. You're like,
2: a- duh. So, <laughs> so everybody's sitting here, like, peeping me and everything, like, sitting here staring at me, like, oh, what's going on? And I'm sitting here pissed. I'm pissed because I'm like, what the f- is going on? Yep. What is going on? My... <laughs> My manager ended up having to like I went to the restroom and she like pulled me out after I went to the restroom and was like, stop watching the fucking game <laughs> or your drinks and shut nice. up. And I was like, Fine. I was like, fine, I'll act like it's not even on. And so whenever whenever the game finished and everything, I was everybody was laughing and I was just like sitting here like pitching ice, like pissed off.
1: Did you at least can make good Better tips after the game? Maybe people felt bad for you?
2: No, they made fun of me. <laughs> they made fun of me the whole game. Well, not the whole game, obviously. but
1: Well, the first half, you guys were pretty good.
2: Rip. Rip.
1: But anyway. Let's no, talk about I think 22.
2: Th- I, like t- I like talking about 22 better.
1: <laughs> I like 21 better. You know, yeah, and 20, 2020, I think, was pretty cool, too. Yeah. You know, the quadruple overtime. No, I mean, last year, I mean, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, and we move on is... Going into the game, I didn't really expect Oklahoma to win. I didn't think we would, you know, lay a goose egg. But I didn't expect them to win. Not so much, well, you're not a true fan. Well, let's be realist here. I mean, the team isn't that wasn't that great. You got stuck with what you got stuck with. I kind of feel bad for Brent Venables. But you got stuck with what you got stuck with. Once Dylan Gabriel was out and couldn't play due to um, concussion protocol, I knew it's like, okay, well, this is crap. Well, just hopefully. Be competitive, but yeah, anyway.
2: Well, and my thing with that is a lot of the excuse that, as Texas <sighs> fans, whenever we're talking shit, a lot of right. the excuse that we get is, oh, y'all were playing a tight end at quarterback. Y'all were playing this at quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. Two things. One, Brent Venables had the, in, had the same amount of time that week to prepare that Sark did. They had the same amount of time. They had the same amount of hours to sit and prepare for that Right. He had other, there were other capable quarterbacks in that room. I, and that's, that's the best thing that you chose to field. I, I'm so, I don't have any sympathy for that. Like I, I, I just, that sounds, that sounds rude. And especially I'm probably going to get a lot really. of shit for that, but like, and I think another thing is that a lot of OU fans, whenever Lincoln left and Brent Venables <laughs> was hired, Kind of spread the narrative of oh we don't reload we or Sorry. we don't rebuild we reload, we reload. you know mm-hmm. we're not gonna skip a step we're not gonna miss a step like nothing's ever gonna happen blah 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 we're oh you basically making it seem like y'all are invincible and not- nothing bad could ever happen to y'all.
1: I will I say beg this. Beg
2: to fucking differ.
1: <laughs> I, I will say this, and I took some slack on last year's sometime last year when we hired back in December when we hired Brent Venable's. I like Brent. I I still think he'll. This year, I do believe it's make or break here for him. Um, but here's the deal that I think with him is I still would have went with Dan Lanning. I still would have went with uh, Dan Lanning from out of Georgia simply because here's the deal. Yeah, I get at that point, Lincoln practically stole the Ferrari and he ran around with it. And he gave you guys a hand me down with what team he got left. Okay, fair enough everybody's butt hurt literally that Monday of because, you know, he left on a Sunday morning that Monday of across the um,
2: a Sunday morning. You made it sound so like sad and poetic. Well,
1: yeah, because it was Sunday morning, (laughs) about three or four in the morning, he leaves for the the airport. (laughs) So everybody's sleeping. Everybody's, you know, nobody's expecting him to leave, you know, after the OSU game. Then Sunday morning, three or four in the morning, my phone it blows up. It was a crisp up.
2: Sunday morning.
1: It's a cold, crisp, rainy Sunday morning. <laughs> Losing to our little brothers in Stillwater out of the Big toe title race for the first time in almost 20 years seems like, but, <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry. That no, was that was awesome. No, you're good. The cop- and
2: the coping. <laughs> so sad.
1: The PTSD is catching people now.
2: It'd be like that. <laughs>
1: They hang around fifty. I mean, we're still mad at KD around here. But anyway, uh <laughs> let him go. So anyway, um, you know, month, Sunday morning, everybody's all perfectly fine in Danny until about that six o'clock a.m. range when people like, oh my god, Lincoln Riley right, left. And there he goes with Alex Grinch and
2: off to the wind, mo- <laughs> off, off in the off. wind. Fly fly. <laughs>
1: Staff practically, and there they fly away. And then Monday, all across Oakland on the, on the, uh what is that, southeast side? The southeast side of the stadium, traitor. And across the guy with the sunflower seed statue, traitor. I'm like, well, I wish we spelled traitor, right? At least I got to give us props on that. But um
2: <laughs> that was a problem. That was a struggle for y'all.
1: Some people, you'd be surprised there, Lacey. You'd be surprised anyway so. my thing my thing is this i get brent venables is a well-known coach here obviously i'm a little surprised he came back simply because uh, in my opinion he got screwed out the first time but um referring to when mike got fired at arizona um i just would have went with dan lane because he knows the sec and that's the thing you guys are going to the sec he knows the sec anyway i don't digress
2: well and that's one of the reasons oh that was one of the reasons why I'm I'm as excited about Sark as I am, is because he's coached in the SEC. He's coached under Saban. He's been in that system. He's been in that realm, so he knows what to expect. He knows what it takes.
1: Uh, Big Mike. Uh, so I understand right, Lou. Okay, so I understand right, losing your starting quarterback is no excuse for losing. Or do I misunderstand that? Um. No, I definitely, regardless, I think with Dylan Grabier, we would have had a we would have had a better chance. I wasn't a fan of Dylan Grabier either. I think we would have a better chance of competing. But with the quarterbacks that was in the room with zero experience well, the backup was from Pittsburgh. I knew then we had no chance. And then half the calls were Wildcat calls. So the running back played quarterback, so Whatever.
2: I knew you got. I knew you guys were screwed the moment that you guys faked the field goal in the first quarter. That was quarter. horrible. That was bad. I mean, you got. You ended up getting the first down, but that just went. It just proved the desperation early on.
1: Well, that was exactly no. It, yeah, I mean, it was obviously a first down call. I'm like, okay, cool. Then you got cu- quite a bit of momentum. Then our one quarterback that did transfer out, which I was really high on. I can't think of his name. Doesn't matter now. He's transferred out. He kind of played in. Kind of played decent. And then we took him out. Here comes Neville. I'm like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, that was, that showed me. Well, and then
2: just to get stuffed and turn it over on downs.
1: You know what's funny? Lacey and then we'll move on because I'm now getting kind of (laughs) sad. I actually have a video of them getting stuffed when I thought we were going to score, when we were going to score at the goal line.
2: Ah, you should have put it in the little, you should have had that up and ready. Man.
1: Oh, darn. See? Bummer. Sucks to still on Facebook. Tisk tisk. You
2: posted. You actually posted
1: it. (laughs) Well, yeah, I had to. At that point, I wouldn't be like, well, whatever. How many likes did it get? Fuck it.
2: It, I mean, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Zero (laughs) likes. Cool. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) mad faces,
2: (laughs) crying, the little tears. Facebook's are a little animated, so they actually like mm-hmm. cry.
1: And laugh. I would have laughed at mine if I would have just done it. Oh well. It is what it is. Um previewing for you, the Texas <laughs> the Texas Longhorns. Um, did you guys win your bowl game? I don't think so, did you? No, we did not. Needed, needed to we. Um, Texas preview. What are you expecting this year when it comes to um Kirk Shaw's keys and and uh, your wonderful talented Texas Longhorns without Bijan Robinson, by the way.
2: So I mean, Bijan's the only starter we lost. Like Bijan's the only starter that we lost. And then, we're returning and, every single other starter on the offense.
1: And add that question to your uh, team preview, by the way.
2: Oh, I'm I'm stoked to <laughs> be able to come to Tuscaloosa. Sorry, that took me a second to read. No, you're good. But. <laughs> But I'm stoked about coming to Tuscaloosa. I think that it was a better game than a lot of people gave us credit for last year. You know, going into the Alabama game, there were even some Texas fans that I was even having to check saying, oh, no, we're going to get our, like, we're going to get blasted. Right. Like, a what was it? A three-touchdown margin? The three-touchdown margin ain't enough. Like, making it seem like we're just going to absolutely get demolished. And that did not happen. A lot of people would even argue, myself included, that we outplayed Alabama mm-hmm. from start to finish. You know, outside of Bryce Young being Bryce Young and you you know Heisman quarterback for a reason. Right. Coming through and being clutch whenever he needed to be clutch. Outside of that, we we competed or excelled in every other facet. So I think that us going into Tuscaloosa, knowing that we can compete is huge for us. You know, it's tough to beat Alabama at home. It's really tough to beat Alabama at home. Going into Bryant-Denny and winning is not easy. But I think that if any Texas team can do it, it's this
1: one. So here's a question. Um, I'm going to add to that while I look up the one that I was promised I was going to, Get um <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Um I gotta switch back and forth to Twitter profiles here. If you guys go to Texas, or go to Texas, if you guys go to Tuscaloosa and let's say okay, here we go. First on uh Joe Paw, uh, Jordan Patterson, uh the host of the Joe uh Pat on the Bats podcast. If Texas wins again with a similar okay, if Texas wins. Okay, so if Texas wins, but this one is the same as last year, a uh, similar score to last year, where does each team fit in the SEC power rankings, even though we're not in the SEC this year yet?
2: So if we go in and win, or if we go similar in and a close loss. Year. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to kind of go with the same narrative that I went last year. This is a very much measuring stick type of game. For both teams, if we're being completely honest, not just Texas. You know, there are some questions regarding Alabama right now as well. So, I think with, I think the difference with this is that last year, there was a big question mark around Texas. There wasn't on Alabama at the time. I think going into this season, Alabama has the question marks. Whereas we have the can they actually put it together on the field?
0: Right.
2: Like we have it on paper. On paper, I do think that Texas has the better roster.
0: Scour well, me got- for that
2: if you scour me for that if you want to. No, I would agree on the
1: especially the quarterback position. I think you guys beat Bama on that one.
2: I think the quarterback position, I think we have them at receiver. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like we have them in multiple different facets. We have them in multiple, multiple different positions. I think that like I said it's a measuring stick game for both teams. I think that it's not going to make or break Texas season because if you really look at our entire schedule, yeah, we have Bama sec- we have Bama week 2, mm-hmm. but going back to, you know, Texas and OU leaving to the SEC, I think Texas got the tougher last Big 12 schedule whereas I think Texas got the easier SEC schedule, where I think, oh, you got the easier last Big Twelve schedule, and have the has the harder schedule going into the SEC.
1: I will definitely say, and I hope my computer don't burn. Um,
2: That's not good to hear.
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah. Uh, let's see here. We play, you know, you guys play Rice in Wyoming. That's cool. Baylor, mm-hmm. Kansas, who I think is. Uh, you guys can't beat Kansas if you're left to pen. I don't know what's up with that lately. What is that even? Okay,
2: hold on. Why? Uh, is, Houston, okay, That's BYU. so crazy. Okay, so, oh,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to argue here. So I'm trying to ref- make sure I rem- understood. So you say that OU has the toughest, or the easiest Big 12, and you guys get the toughest, and then vice versa, the SEC. I didn't say
2: easiest and toughest. I said easier and tougher. Hmm. So I think because Texas, the 2023 season, Texas Mm -hmm. plays, what, five, five or six of the top teams in the entire conference. OU doesn't play any of them outside of Texas. And y'all play TCU, right?
1: Yeah, we play them a day after Thanksgiving.
2: So you've got Texas and TCU, I think. Who else? Like, you don't have K-State.
1: No, and that's probably a good case thing. Because, State's had
2: y'all's number the past mm-hmm. however many well, years. Can,
1: well, Kansas State really has had both of our numbers. False. I mean, Kansas State hasn't beaten nah.
2: Texas in six years.
1: Are you sure about that one? Look it up. No, I don't want to look it up. Or my computer.
2: <laughs> Texas, Kansas, no, we play, uh, Kansas State has uh, not beaten Texas in like, the past like, six years.
1: Fine. I'm going to give you your props if you're on this one because then that means you legit Texas fan. <laughs> now, um, uh, OU, real quick, and then I'll go back and now um, give some time for feedback. Iowa State, Texas, UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU for Oklahoma.
2: I will say Kansas, I think, is going to be a sleeper this season. I think people need to, I think people are underrating Kansas a lot. They have some of the, I think they're like top 10, maybe top five in the nation for returning production on a team that was decent, that wasn't a bad team.
1: By the way, touche on that uh, stat.
2: It's like I know what I'm talking about or something. Wild, absolutely freaking wild.
1: Goat. Uh, Texas a more proven roster offensively. Uh, doesn't Texas only play one or two games outside of the state of Texas next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the Big Twelve wanted to add quite a bit of Texas teams and go for it. Now I will say this: I think that you guys do. I don't. I do think you guys got the easier "quote unquote." Oh, absolutely on this one, Mike. Oh. Bang.
2: Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mike. Michael? I don't know if you like being called Mike. He's
1: Mike 2.0. Um, Way to we'll go with that. Um, But, um, no, I do say that I think Texas' SEC schedule is a little bit more, less tougher because the SEC is going to be tough regardless, but mm-hmm. I think that you guys definitely got –
2: we got the, I definitely think we got the easier, easier draw.
1: Oh, absolutely. I agree. No. Even, though,
2: I mean, I, we, I'm sitting here saying that we got the easier draw when we have Georgia at home.
1: Do we know why Oklahoma did not get Georgia simply because, and you guys did, because is it because it, you guys have Bama last year and this year? Is it, do well, we know by chance? Y'all, supposed to, y'all were
2: supposed to have Georgia. We were Georgia. supposed to play
1: Georgia this year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm. Why did that not happen?
1: I don't know. I think a lot of people... Mike, if you're still watching, if you may... Because I know you're an SEC guy. If you happen to know, please let us know. I'm kind of curious. I really don't know why that was not scheduled. I was kind of bummed. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, think we were... I saw
2: something. I want to say I saw a video or maybe it was just a space on Twitter or something and somebody was talking. So this couldn't even be true. Like, I don't even know. But I did see... There you go. I did see that um something about Georgia was the one that pulled out of this one. I haven't I don't like I said, I don't know the whole story I, behind that. I have no I don't know.
1: Well I know, I know the they, joke
2: was that y'all were scared.
1: <laughs> that was Lincoln Riley. I know that <laughs> I know that um supposedly the story about why both teams backed out is because the SEC didn't want Georgia to come here because OU was moving to the SEC. I would have thought from the assumption. Then that would have meant that we would have should have I thought. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're we'll eventually playing anyway, down the road, that they would have came here in twenty four. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're we'll eventually playing down the road. But
2: one that I am, I'm jealous, but I'm not jealous. I'm jealous of y'all getting to go to Death Valley. Oh, I, I wanted so to go to, de- to that's there. on my that's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the, I want to go to a night game at Death Valley. So bad. Like, so, 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 so bad.
1: Oh. I hope and pray I end up at that game. (laughs) I want it to be a night game, too, by the way. That'd be cool. Oh,
2: yeah. Absolutely. It has to be.
1: I sure hope so. I just hope it's not an 11 a.m. kickoff game. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you previewed. Then they're done that. We have so many of it's. That's why we're leaving. Texas,
2: Alabama was at.
1: 11, 11 a.m. Yeah, because we had a 2:30 kickoff that game, and I was watching you guys at down in Norman. And
2: oh, we should have won that game. Oh, we should have won. I'm so mad.
1: Oh, you preview. I think Oklahoma. <laughs> I think Oklahoma. <laughs> it's a quarterback situation. I mean, Dylan Gabriel's got to stay healthy first of all. The receiving core is going to be an issue. uh I, I like our young bucks. That's going to come up, but Mar- losing Marvin Mims would be a it's going to be a tough one to replace. Austin Stogner, which I thought he lost a lot of eligibility, but apparently not. Um, he's coming back to Oklahoma from South Carolina, even though he changed the OU to South Carolina, back to Oklahoma. I think that's going to be a great addition after losing Brennan Willis in the tight end position. Defense, I think, is going to be a little bit more improving. They get more depth. That uh, Brent Venables mentioned in the Big 12 media day simply because that was our weakness, especially in that fourth quarter. I think Oklahoma's running, running backs are nice. You just don't know who's going to start. And they could rotate them in and out, and they could rotate them, you know, however they please. Offensive line should be fine. I think Oklahoma, you know, non-conference, they don't play nobody. SMU, Arkansas State, Tulsa, no big deal. They should go to Texas unbeaten. I don't see – yeah. I don't see them uh, losing the game Cincinnati on the road as to start off big 12 play is gonna be interesting simply because that's Cincinnati's first big 12 game. Um, so that could get interesting and a uh, special shout out to my boy, D'Artagnan Tinsley. I'm not trying to knock you guys, but you know, hope to see you play out there uh, in Cincy this year, Iowa state before Texas. So again, I don't expect Oklahoma to lose a game, knock on wood. Um, before texas i think that should help them out with some momentum we'll see but should i think they're better than six and seven from last year absolutely but we'll see i think the bad is dylan Gabriel goes down and you're right back where you were a year ago but arnold jackson um jackson arnold is a player so that's my quick preview anything's better than six and seven Facts. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> the SEC Fair
1: for enough. the SEC for Oklahoma and Texas both. I'll let you go first. How well do you think Texas is going to fare once they get comfortable and into the SEC?
2: So, I think that I think we're on the right track. I think that Sark has proven that he can build a football program. He's proven it at Washington by taking an ON 12 team I think he won five the next season, seven after that, and continuously built it up until he ended up leaving and going to USC. USC put together a couple of decent seasons after that. Whenever he went there, obviously got in his own way, had some issues, had some off-the-field issues that he had to get situated with and get worked out. Um, And I think a lot of people tend to forget that that he has built those football programs. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the only reason that he hasn't even really been able to see it through is due to him shooting himself in the foot due to his own decisions or his own mistakes or X, Y, and Z it's because of himself. And I feel like Texas is putting him in a position to where he's building up the program. But one thing he consistently talks about is keeping himself where his feet are not looking ahead at what's going to happen next at in, in the SEC in right. 2024, not looking ahead and being right where we're at. One thing that a lot of our players posted, I think Sark posted it too, um, whenever our SEC schedule was released, um, a lot of our players, and like I said, I think Sark did it too, a lot of our players tweeted out our 2023 schedule to basically sit and say, like, we still have a whole exactly. year. We still have a whole year before we have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's cool, that's exciting, but we're trying. We're trying to be where our feet are, and that shows a culture change that we haven't seen at Texas in a- in a hot minute. I liked Charlie's culture and the way that he built up the program. Tom Herman just
0: <laughs> shit
2: that down the friggin' drain toilet wherever like just completely ruined all of that and that's what Sark had to come into in 2021 so I think that he's built the program up I think the timing is working out so well for him I think that having three years before going into and being able to establish your program being able to establish your roster your style of play your coaching staff like your team being able to assemble your entire program having the time to assemble your entire program has been beneficial and I think that that's actually going to end up benefiting them and being able to where he can put it on the field he can actually everybody always talks about how he's never had a 10 win season one doesn't mean it can't happen two this is one of the most talented rosters arguably that he's ever had as a head coach. So why can it happen? You know, and so I think that depending on how this season goes, if this right. season goes as planned, anything anything less than 10 and 2 I would be upset with if we're being completely honest. With this roster, anything less than 10 and 2 and a Big 12 championship game appearance, I'm not I'm not impressed. Barring any serious injury, Quinn goes out, you know, Xavier Worthy's out, whatever. Barring any serious injuries like that, if we're all ready to go and we're all healthy and we're all good, there's no excuses. None.
1: I will touch on Tom Herman, though. I'm not going to spend much time (laughs) because. But Uh. I really and hear me out. Hear me out. He got stuck with a bad trade, though. Because if you look back prior to Charlie, before Tom Herman, you had Charlie Strong, which was a complete Mm -hmm. disaster from day one. But really, Mac Brown, obviously, my opinion, one of the great coaches, even though Mm -hmm. um, Bob had his number numerous times, but not even just the OU Texas thing. Mac did an excellent job at Texas. I'm definitely not knocking. I'm glad to see him hopefully eventually retire at his alma mater. But Mm -hmm. But the Texas program, from when Mac got fired, whether or not we agreed to that it should have been that way or not, whatever. But really, Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, nobody really had anything to build, well, Herman at least, didn't have anything to build off of, so you just had whatever was left. And then uh, here comes um, Steve comes in and and practically is cleaning house because really the garbage can never was emptied out from... Lord, I don't know when Mac was fired or not, but...
2: So, the thing with Charlie Strong is I think that Charlie... I think... Because Charlie recruited well. He was a defensive mind, similar to Venables. He instilled a culture in Texas that upheld what Mac was implementing. And, you know, we had players coming in in suit and ties on game day. Like, they were they were upholding a standard under Charlie strong. The wins weren't there.
1: Well, no, Hmm.
2: like it just, he wasn't able to put it together as a head coach, great defensive coordinator. One of those guys that not a hundred percent sure on how good of a head coach he actually can be Mm -hmm. great defensive, great defensive guy.
1: Well, of course, absolutely.
2: But just like I said, just wasn't able to ever put it together on the field. I think that, had they given him a few more years, he would have been able to put it together. That's just my opinion. I think that the coaching carousel for Texas has been a huge part of our problem because you had Charlie Strong, who had a carousel of coaches throughout his entire staff the entire time. Tom Herman, pretty yep. much the same thing. you know. And now we're going into year three under Sark, and he has had consistency on his coaching staff from day one outside of bringing in chris jackson you know we had brendan Marion go to unlv who was our wide receivers coach bringing in chris jackson nfl coach nfl developer chris jackson from jacksonville bringing him in as a developmental piece because development has been a problem Mm -hmm. under texas under Charlie Strong, under Tom Herman. No, that was our biggest problem. Talent hasn't been our problem. It's been development. It's been culture. That has been two of our biggest problems. And uh, Sark has, from day one, rebuilt everything from the ground up. And so I feel like that's why a lot of us feel as confident as we do in Sark, is because we, even though a lot of people make fun of us for being like, oh, you went eight and five last year, Yeah, but we went five and seven the year before. (laughs) Like, I get get that there's this expectation that comes with Texas, but you're also in year two of a system. You're also with a freshman, redshirt freshman quarterback that hadn't played since his junior year in high school. Right. And actually, he only played like half of his junior year because he got hurt. So he hadn't played in, like, two two years, I think. Close to it, yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So he comes to Texas, and he sat at Ohio State,
1: mm-hmm.
2: comes to Texas. Like, Quinn gets a lot of shit.
1: Well, didn't Quinn, an- not to interrupt you, didn't Quinn not play as a senior in high school?
2: He reclassified.
1: That's what I thought.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he reclassified to 21.
1: That's what I thought. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. He reclassified to 21, went to Ohio State, and then sat, came to Texas, and now is... I think that if Quinn makes the necessary strides, if he makes the same strides that Hudson Card did under Sark in a year... I'll be happy. And if Quinn is, cause I know there's a lot of people talking Heisman contention and everything like that. There's talks with Xavier worthy and Heisman contention. Right. If either of those guys are in Heisman contention, we're doing good things. Like if either of those guys are in Heisman talk, we're winning the big 12, <laughs> like <laughs> possibly with a playoff spot. <laughs> like
1: he a, he has a qu- quick question. Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma, Let's say Texas gets blown out in Tuscaloosa. Any concerns about the program?
2: Yes, absolutely. Just curious. Blown out, as in like forty nine nothing blown out.
1: Fifty six nothing. We'll have that just because you said that forty nine nothing. Sure. Yeah, forty nine nothing. No, let's 49-0? just say you know fifty six fourteen. Like it, like a
2: legitimate like, like yeah. You guys
1: football. score. You guys get just beat. You get slapped. Like we score in garbage around. time. Like we got our asses yeah. whipped. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be very concerned because first off, we're in year three of the system with our quarterback that is generational, like this generational talent, a very rare, perfect five star out of high school, like. Supposed to be the second coming of Jesus. Why? Why are we getting blown out like that? Mm -hmm. Like why? I don't with the progression that we've shown with the development that we've shown with how Sark has managed recruiting with how Sark has managed the portal, bringing in Jalen Catalan, bringing in a Gavin Holmes, bringing in Trill Carter on the defensive line, adding another big body in there for another rotational guy. Like bringing in those guys is big for us. And Sark is managing all of that in the way that we need him to. So there, it makes no sense for us to go in there and get blown out. And if we do, there are serious problems. <laughs> like, we have issues. I would be very worried. Like, I, I would be very, very nervous because we should at least be competitive.
1: Right, well, no, absolutely. No, I'm We were competitive not last
2: season, so there is zero excuse. And we've only gotten better since last season, even with losing a B. John Robinson and a Roshan Johnson. And that's crazy to say.
0: Mm-hmm. That's crazy
2: to say that our offense could be better than last year with Bijan Robinson.
1: I will say that I'm glad Bijan's gone. Uh, real quick, <laughs> real quick, going to the comments as we head down the stretch. Um, Big Mike, so he's referring back to Oklahoma George, I believe. I've heard that. Be, I've heard that because it, with run up against the expansion next year, mess up the scheduling system. It was a more of a league decision than either team. Uh, appreciate uh, Texas Lane Sark have a place to practice and Derry takes over when Saban leaves Bama.
2: I put my money on Lane Kiffin.
1: I got somebody in mind that nobody's going to think of. I'd and put, then uh, what year is Quinn in now?
2: Um, he's a redshirt sophomore.
1: I say Lincoln Riley.
2: That would be some tea. Mm-hmm. That would be some piping hot tea.
1: No, and here's why. I I don't think... I think he bounced. I mean, obviously, the money in LA is nice. Thirteen and a half mil. Who wouldn't bounce from six and a half down? Norman, you get the beach. You get the Cali life. LA life. Cool. Well, he's gonna eventually want. He's gonna be like our Nick. He's gonna be like our new Nick. Um, Nick. He's gonna be more of our next uh, Lane Kiffin. He eventually wants to face Oklahoma. <laughs> I
2: just said. That.
1: Yeah, he's he's going to be, um, like Lane because. He wants to play, eventually play Oklahoma. And I don't think he's going to do well in the Big Ten. He's still winning Natty this year. I'll still give him that. But I, he won't win so, in Big Ten.
2: I think that Lincoln Riley with an Alex Grant defense is just a recipe for disaster.
1: Well, yeah. It like Lincoln Riley lands. can
2: score as many points as he wants to. At-
1: well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> he's he's <laughs> like, like Mike Leach. I like Mike Leach. Um, but, you know, his recipes. early years in Texas, Absolutely. Um, I like Mike Leach. and Got nothing against him. And that's what hurt him at Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech
2: needs to pay the man.
1: Yeah. And he got wrong. Pay the man his money. Admire.
2: Pay the man his money. How do you feel about OU going into the 2024 season?
1: Real quick. So if Quinn has a great year in stage, what happens with Arch next year? Does he transfer? I still think, uh, Big Mike, my personal opinion, not just because Lacey's on here, I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, When I said when he committed to Texas, I still say he transfers out
2: why why do you say that
1: i don't think he ever i don't think he'll ever start i think that manning name is going to he's going to eventually he wants to start somewhere i think
2: that's the thing though is that it goes back to the conversation that we were having before we even went live and the fact that He's a kid. Well, no, I'm not treated the, They treated his, They treated his entire recruiting process as he was just a normal high school kid. Sark went on the Pivot podcast and even said, like, I didn't talk to Peyton or Eli. I talked to Cooper. I talked to his mom. I talked to Arch. Like, those are the people that I talked to. I didn't talk to Archie or Peyton or Eli. Like, I didn't talk to those guys. They made it very clear that this was a family decision. and I think I think the thing with our quarterback room is every single one of our quarterbacks has faith in Sark Sark has managed a quarterback room like that before Sark is Sark has built his quarterbacks his quarterback rooms to be in that kind of manner where it's it's literally next man up is a superstar too because he had the room with what Mac Jones uh Tua and mm-hmm. Jalen Jalen Like he's managed, he's managed quarterback rooms like that before. And both Malik and Arch have made it very clear that they're okay with the development. So, completely honest, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't, I think, obviously, best case scenario would be Quinn balls out this year. Goes to the draft. Malik balls out next year. Goes to the draft. Art comes in as a junior, a redshirt junior, and balls out. Like that's, and then you got, and then you got Trey Owens right after that, and KJ Lacey in twenty five. So like Sark is stacking this room. It's not ju- like, well, sorry.
1: Did you just have an earthquake? I
2: kicked the stand
1: that my. <laughs> no, you're on. You're good. I
2: kicked the stand that it's on.
1: No, that was so cool. Like all of a sudden, your face kind of like that.
2: I know it just started like moving. <laughs> Sorry about that. My bad. You're
0: good.
1: <laughs> so, but th- that's that's where I'm getting at. So, If he continues to stack the QB room, is Arch even going to get? Be able, I mean, does do you think Arch is? Yeah, he's now. Nah, I'm I'm with you on that. He's still a young kid. That's where where she would people would kind of leave these young bucks alone for a while, but. The thing is, do you think he's going to want to sit out literally, I don't expect him to start anyway this year, so it doesn't really matter, next year, and then hope he gets started in 20, what would that be, 25? Five. Yeah.
2: I think, my thing is, I think a lot of people give him more Manning credit than he gives himself. Right. Like, I think a lot of people see it as he's a fucking Manning. Well, of course. Like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. He's a like he's a freaking prodigy in one of the most famous and decorated Ooh. families in all of sports. Well, yeah. Like it's even cra- like it's still even crazy to me as a Texas fan that we even have a Manning like that still hasn't fully processed in my head. Right. So right. that in and of itself is still weird. But like I said, I think that us as fans of the sport in general. Mm-hmm really kind of over I don't want to say over fantasize that sounded really weird but we kind of over sensationalize <clears throat> the Manning name right whereas they seem to just be trusting the process as of right now I can't sit and say like in the future things might change you know we don't know how the quarterback room is going to look in a year
1: well, no. Mm-mm.
2: So a lot of things can change in that time span. But as of right now, I it seems as if both Malik and Arch are ready to develop and ready to compete for the starting spot next season. I don't know what that means for whoever doesn't win the starting spot. Right. But that's going to be a hell of a quarterback competition. <laughs> mm-hmm well especially i'm sorry that's a good problem for us to have
1: well no that's what you want to have because if you don't have that then a little you got some concerns in the in the qb room then and that wasn't that's been
2: another one of texas's problems is our quarterback room has been a mess our quarterback room has been a hot ass mess until Sark, in my opinion
1: there are a few better coaches to learn other than Sark.
2: I want to kind of expand a little bit on that because I think the reason that that is a thing is because he is such a sponge from other coaches. He, I feel like Sark in a lot of, in a lot of the growth that he has done has become very humble In and I know a lot of I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for that, but I say that because that's why you bring in a Gary Patterson, that's why you bring in a Joe D Camillas and a Paul Christ, that's why you bring in a Tashard Choice, these names in their anyways, (laughs) anyways,
0: he transferred why you bring in these
2: guys though, is because they all have stuff to offer. Mm -hmm. They all have things to offer that you may not know. And being able to bring in all of these high profile guys that have their specific specialties that know what the fuck they're doing and know that they can look at, they can look at, they can all be looking at the same X's and O's and see 10 different freaking things. A million different freaking things. So like, I feel like throughout this entire process, he has really become a sponge from the people around him. And so it makes him want to teach what he's learned from other people as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, I feel like he takes pride in being that type of guy, like in being a teacher in that aspect. Like he's ultimately modeling himself after Saban.
1: Well, of course. Yeah.
2: Like obviously, who doesn't want to do that? But if we're, like if you're really looking at all of the coaches that have been under him, he's the one that, in my opinion, seems to model his style the most, in the way that he builds programs, in the way that he talks to the media, the way that he allows the media in and out. Like that was one thing that I noticed when he got here was with Tom Herman, it seemed like he needed, it seemed like he needed media training himself.
1: Well. He- you know I, i'm with you on that he you know there are some things that you don't do and one's flipping the bird i don't you know regardless if that was a fun and game i knew when he did that i'm like yeah he's gonna eventually get that pink slip
2: yeah like it's not herman herman did a lot of things mm-hmm. herman did a lot of things and it really set us back a hot minute but I think looking forward to the 2023 season is really exciting for us and we all have a reason to be excited. Oh, you fans, AM fans, whoever can talk all the shit they want to. Because at the end of the day, yeah, we haven't had the best decade. We haven't. We've been shit. It's it hasn't been great. We've had we've had flashes of decency, but we're ready to get back. We're ready to get consistent with being who we are, being Texas again, because if we're being completely honest, and this goes for OU too, because of the way that our rivalry is, college football is just better when Texas and OU are good.
1: Well, no, I'm going to add to that. No, I agree with you. I'm going to add to that. I know we're over than what we were talked about, but um, oh, college football is better when Notre Dame's good, when Miami's good, when USC is good. The when blue Oklahoma's bloods. good, yeah, the, your blue bloods, your blue collars, your Texas, as your Oklahomas, your Nebraskas. Even though Nebraska hasn't been good since they fired Frank Solich, I do um, think
2: that Matt Rule is going to be Matt Rule is going to be doing something. He's recruiting well right now. Matt Rule is going to be doing something in Nebraska.
1: I think they're. I, I think if Matt Rule does not do anything, Nebraska, Nebraska Nebraska's done.
2: That's a. I think that's fair, actually. Yeah.
1: No, I think I, <laughs> I think Matt
2: Rule is a great fit for Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And I think that if anybody can bring it back, especially with especially with his Texas ties, because that was Nebraska's problem in the first place is they stopped recruiting Texas.
1: Well, Nebraska has a hard time recruiting simply because Lincoln is not surrounded by any, you know, like, oh, you got Dallas, you got, you know, you can go down to Houston, you can go up to Arkansas, you can go out to Colorado. I mean, here you got local. Nebraska, you just got you just got Lincoln. I mean, that's yeah, whatever. So power to him. Last question before I give you the uh, the hot seat uh, five-question Q&A, um, which I already know the answer to this one. I'm kind of going to pick your head on this one and see what you say. Will the OU-Texas game ever be a night game? No. Yep, that's what I say. And here's why for all you people out there, that, and Lacey can agree or disagree, that's why I like about conversations is, my personal opinion: One, it's not ever going to happen simply because the area that the that the stadium is placed in around it is horrific. In the story, it's
2: not it's not the safest not safe, area. No, it's not the safest area after dark. Nope. Um, and so I I I will say, if God forbid, because I I don't want this to happen, let me put it on record: I don't want yeah, exactly. this to happen. But if it does end up getting moved to Jerry World, then I could see it being a night game.
1: Well, just yeah. Well, that one, yeah. But
2: I don't think that's as fun, and I don't like that idea. And I would rather not put that in the universe. So we're just gonna we're just gonna act like I didn't even say that.
1: <laughs> On that note, we're gonna just blame Lacey because that's gonna probably come to fruition.
2: It's all my fault, anyways. It's fine. It's probably gonna happen like anyway,
1: that. so we'll just we'll just give wasted the credit. Sorry uh,
2: for the lighting. The sun is like completely down. That's why now. I turned my little oh. thing
1: on. I wasn't really gonna do that, but the lighting's starting to. Yeah. Be my bedroom lights not kind gonna... of. Anyway, uh, no, I, I think that um, I do see them moving it. Unfortunately, as much as I don't want to, I I could see that money talks.
2: Jerry Jones, love that what are these <sighs> rapid fire questions? I'm nervous about this. I can't
1: stand Dallas. I can't stand Dallas.
2: I don't like you either.
1: I'm a Denver fan. I have, our quarterback rides. <laughs> That's all I got for you on that <laughs> one. That's I just, uh, and Mike, I'm going to have to disagree on that one. I do think uh, Texas wins big 12. I disagree. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, hold up! Why are you disagree? I disagree.
1: I don't think why Texas. Okay, <sighs>
2: this is a, no. This is a real discussion. What, no, like, no, at, like legitimately why?
1: Because they're not back. They still have to. They have to get past that. We're backstage. To them, to me personally, they're still not back.
2: We have to. We go. have to be back before yes, we win the big twelve. You have to 12? finally
1: win it to say How the, do you? How yeah. do you? How
2: are you back you before you to, win
1: anything? Because you have to win it. If you don't win it, you're not back still.
2: First off, the only people that say that we're back are like national media heads. Real well, Texas fans, his... real Texas fans have not believed that Texas is back. In any capacity. Wait, what? Well,
1: what was the quarterback's name? I That's can't Sam think of Mellinger it. Sam
2: Ellinger and he made a little oopsie, okay? Not a he made it <laughs> he made a oopsie poopsie, okay? <laughs>
1: he made it known. On national television. No,
2: he made, he said a bad word is what he did. He said a bad word.
1: Anyway, the point of matter is when the big 12, you guys are back.
2: Okay. Well, that's not what I'm, no, 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 that wasn't the, that's not my question though. Why do you not think that Texas is going to win the big 12?
1: Because somebody they're going to trip down the line. They still can't beat Kansas, which I don't understand why.
2: I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. We beat them 55 to 14 last season. So anyway. Yeah, exactly. One, 55 to 14 okay, so, last season. What do you mean? Okay,
1: you have to beat. Okay, okay, hear me out here. One, they the real test is Alabama. That will make or break their Big 12, and here's why. They haven't beat Oklahoma. They haven't beat Oklahoma back-to-back years in quite a while. That's the next thing.
2: Okay.
1: Can they beat Oklahoma back-to-back seasons? That hasn't happened. I am not going to look it up, but that, I'm sure... Mid-2010. But you're basing it
2: on you're basing things on history on not that, actually Kansas what State, the team looks I like. I still
1: think it's a team to beat simply because he's got that program right on the right track.
2: I could yeah, I think Kansas State's going to be a front runner in the Big 12 this season, yeah.
1: And then we'll see what Sonny Dykes can do at TCU. He's lost a lot of people. A lot of people.
2: I'm excited to see what TCU is going to do just because of how many people they've lost.
1: And I can't think of the guy at um, Texas Tech, but
2: McGuire. I've gotten yes. into it with a lot of tech fans over the past. They're
1: they're obnoxious, but um,
2: like month.
1: Yeah, they're they're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there was
2: like four people that, or no, there was this one lady that like responded or something, and was like, right. "I don't care for her," <laughs> and I was like
1: cool thanks lady yeah okay like
2: yeah so I, that I, I really ha- hurts i that do really have been
1: playing for the big 12 i don't have been winning it no i think kansas state wins it but oklahoma can get there the schedule matches up for them but they've got a they got to show a lot still
2: so you think okay do you think that oklahoma has a better chance of getting there than texas does negative <laughs> that's what i thought i was about to well i would say, say that because to... here's a,
1: no because i mean why would i say that because your guys's quarterback room beats ours
2: mm-hmm.
1: defensively we still don't know what we got yeah we got death but you got to have death you got to have um development before you can have even remotely anything the receiving course still the biggest question because you lose marvin Mims to the draft um and that's fine i mean that happens but you got to have the next man up whether that's Peruk, um, whether that's a young bucks that's coming in running back core. We don't really know who's going to be the starter. I mean, there's still a lot of keys and I'm not, you know, question. I mean, it's not because I'm oh, you're just a sunny down, not a true. You fan. We all beg to differ on that one, but is Brent Venables, the guy, and that's still the biggest question that here in Oklahoma city is still being asked. Is Brent Venables, even the guy to get this program started. And I mean, I, we'll, I we'll think OU
2: all. has been blessed. I think OU was blessed with having Lincoln Riley after having Bob Bob Stoops. Mm-hmm. My question, and I know this is your podcast, but I'm asking you a question.
1: That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: do you think so? You had Lincoln from when did Link, when was Lincoln? Ooh, that sounds like a good idea, Mike. I'll I'll definitely reach out to you. I'll I'll send all of my information and everything to. Michael, and we can figure all that out. Cause I would actually really enjoy some Bama talk and stuff on the podcast always. So, um, my question to you is do you think that y'all possibly missed your window with having Lincoln Riley? Is that, is that a question that legitimately goes through OU fans heads? Because when you look at what Lincoln Riley did he took you to how many college football playoffs? Four.
1: Four. No three.
2: Three, something L-S, along those
1: lines. L-S, no. Multiple LSU, Georgia, and Bama. Three. Multiple. Clemson he took you to multiple no. college football yeah, three, playoffs. Yeah, because Clemson would fill under Bob Stoops.
2: He won how many Big Twelve titles? Oh Jesus! Exactly. You don't even that. have to count them because I don't want to hear it, anyways.
1: A lot. Um, than, you know, <laughs> you guys were one of them that we beat. You know, that was
2: in 2018. That was Tom Herman's 10 win season. That was when we beat Georgia in the sugar bowl. It's four. Great, great game.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not knocking that. Yeah.
2: But um I like I said, I think that's my biggest question to OU fans is do you think that do you think that you possibly have missed your window? Like, is that something that you're worried about?
1: The question. So here's the deal. And I know we're way past whatever. I, don't I really, know the
2: time that we said.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's no big deal to me. The thing with this is, and here's to answer your question, Lacey. And here's the thing. Why did Bob Stoops retire so close to the season? That's the biggest thing. Nobody really knows. I know he wrote a book about it. I got the book somewhere. Did they haven't read it ready yet. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I do. It's bought it and haven't read it. Yeah, it's somewhere around here somewhere. But anyway, the point of the matter is, so they had to fail somebody in. Did Bob quickly do it because they knew Lincoln Riley was being mentioned for head coaching jobs at a lot of places, uh, East Carolina being one. And I think Texas tech at the time was being one. You don't know that. So they might've well, been that, or that, like you know, Oh, Holy crap. Uh, we gotta it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lincoln like I mean, Riley
0: wouldn't
2: have been at tech very long though.
1: No, he would have been as, as probably a short amount of time as cliff was, but. I don't know. I think they did it out of hesitation, just to just to keep him there. Now, whether or not he was a perfect fit, who knows? We also knew that he couldn't groom a defense if his life depended on it. Wonderful offensive-minded dude. I will respect him for that till the day he quits coaching. I mean, and even then, you got to respect that. I think we missed our mark last year with Dan Lanning. I think we. Because here's and if here's the thing, Lacey. I'm so not...
2: you you think you missed your mark simply because you hired Brent Venables? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is not that is a hot take. That is a well, hot take on why. your because, side of the Red River.
1: Well, and, here, and 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 here's why. I do I think he's gonna. I think. I mean, I hope he does better than six and seven this year. I'm. And <laughs> I, I think another six and seven or five and well, six and seven you are going to have to make a bowl game for that. Six and six, if he makes it five and seven, I don't think he's back next year. Four and eight, I don't think he's definitely back next year. If he's yet once again struggles in the Big 12, which he's got the easy one of the easier sides of it this year, for the exception of Cincinnati, I still think Cincinnati can be that dark horse right from the get-go. If if he struggles in the Big 12, you have to at this point really sit down with him and say, okay, we failed to make a bowl game for the first time since 1998. Where is this program headed to? Because now, next year, we're in the SEC. Next year, uh, we got probably, if not the toughest SEC schedule. One of the toughest by far. You go, I mean, luckily you got Alabama at home. But you got LSU on the road. You got Auburn on the road. I think Mississippi's you on Tennessee the road. on the road, too. I think so. You still got Texas. Let's just say the OU, te- beats him, or OU loses to him again. Now you've lost to Texas again. If they get blown out, I don't think he survives Dallas. Um, this year's make or break for him. I think we missed our mark last year, and here's why. Um, and all the sooner fans, you can do whatever you want to do. Bob Stoops, the the conference that he the press conference the Monday or Tuesday after Lincoln left. Bob Stoops said we had a his biggest thing. I don't know if he said that just as a bluffing or what. We have the biggest name head coaches and big names that's already lined up for this position. Okay, if that's the case, who? what well, first of all, who were they? Because you're telling me, and I'm not knocking Brent or Dan Lanning if it would have been Dan. It was those two finalists to begin with. If you end up with Brent VanVle's Dan Lanning, you... Did not have a list of head coaching people that wanted to come the, to Oklahoma. Like, big,
2: big name. Exactly. That,
1: yeah. Urban was under fire, but you still, I mean, he's still a big name. Urban. Yeah. No way Nick Saban was going to leave Alabama for Well, Oklahoma. Urban was better in college. Well, yeah.
2: Urban was, Urban was a better college
1: coach. Exactly. Like I Urban believe... is
2: proven in college.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just like so, an, um, Steve Spurrier, better college coach than he was with the Redskins. Yeah. I mean, the college coaches like Saban. just don't Saban Nick went Saban to the was miami. Like came right yeah. back like in miami he he you know so the college <laughs> coaches just don't for the most part don't succeed. if that was the case when Bob said that, I would love to send a list no what a lot of people don't remember or doesn't know about Joe Casstillone, the athletic director is every year he writes a note little notepad and he writes people's names in each prospective sport so if that's so if that individual was to leave get fired what have you bam here's my list Mm -hmm. that tells me there wasn't no list and brent was your guy all along i'm just saying yeah it's a hot take absolutely i hope brent does well this year i would love to see him succeed you know he's a great guy regardless but this is Oklahoma football, just like Texas. You know what he, you do can't just go... be...
2: he do? Just be blowing and going.
1: Hey, some people ride the limelight. I mean, he he's... do
2: just be blowing and.
1: One thing I know, I don't want to face him in a MMA fight or whatever. I bet that dude would. I mean, I'm not knocking I don't want him. To face I... him in a hot
2: dog eating contest? What do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I don't want to face him in. <laughs>
1: No, I just I think we missed our mark last year. I don't think we missed it with Lincoln. I think we missed it last year. I think if if we were actually serious about the head coaching position, then I'm just gonna hope and and assume that there was a list. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think there was. I think Brent was a guy all along. I think that
2: y'all are a year behind us. And I think with when I say that, I mean in like you literally hired a brand new head coach a year after we did. Mm -hmm. So you're a year behind in the development. You're a year behind in the recruiting classes of his own under his belt. You're still in the transitional period of culture, of scheme, of Riley guys versus Venables guys Mm -hmm. versus transfer portal, you know, and he's never been a head coach before. You know, this is his second season as a head coach ever. Yep. So I think a lot of OU fans' problem, in my opinion, is y'all set these expectations because of what you got from Lincoln Riley. You set these expectations for Venables that when you really look at everything is not realistic.
1: Well, last year in itself, and that's why I went on uh, Coach I's show, the Fanatic Sports, which I'll be back on uh, this upcoming Monday, to do OU's 23 preview, that should be interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing I was 20, waiting for I'm him.
2: doing a 23 preview coming up too. So yeah, that was we're both gonna be having some fun with
1: those. Yeah, that was interesting, but you know, um, you know, he got a lot of comments on his side of the thing talking about oh, this guy, this, that, and something else. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sit here and be an OU fan that says, Oh, Brent pembles oh yeah, here we go again. 12 and out. No, come on now. That that was unrealistic did I think we we're going to be six and six heading into a bowl game? No. I did you think eight, you wouldn't
2: score a point versus your biggest rival.
1: <laughs> at least we'd be Oklahoma state. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the year, you know, we can pat ourselves on the shoulder, I guess. You but made, anyway. you
2: won one bedlam, congratulations
1: Whoopee! for the 92nd time. Um, but um, <laughs> now I, I just, uh, I hope Brent, does, I mean, I don't know. I hope he does well this year. Still a lot of concern on that team quarterback being the biggest one receiving. And we'll see Jeff Lebby. I mean, I really do believe it's make or break though. I just, I don't think you can go into the sec maybe having a, you know, you went losing season last year first since 98, you can't afford another one.
2: So you would rather go in with a brand new head coach.
1: If you're going to go, well, it depends on, like, are we talking like brand new, never have been a head coach before?
2: Well, I mean, they did it already. So, sure, let's just say that they go ahead and try their luck a second time on hiring if a head coach go- that, ne- that ain't never been a damn head coach before. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't go that route. No, Mm-mm. I would go, I would really, honestly, Lacey, and I know I'm speaking really into non existent because it's probably not going to happen regardless. If Brent doesn't have another, if Brent, has another year like last year. One, you've got to really consider because you're headed into the SEC. You can't afford to have back-to-back losing seasons or a losing season with the eh, mediocre season. You just can't because now you got too many red flags. I wouldn't. I mean, I know. And Mike, if you're on here, feel free to um, answer what I'm or comment what I'm about to say. And I'll say it right here on July 20th at 9:04 p.m. Central on a Thursday. I would if I'm OU you Joe Castilione I'm opening up the checkbook and I'm bringing Lane Kiffin
2: okay I
1: oh here we go this one's for you
2: yeah I was that's I,
1: I don't know I don't know but anyway we'll see how the season plays out first
2: I think it's funny that in regards to the Texas comment I think in re- in regards to how he said it, You chose Kansas state, a team that has not beat us in six years and Iowa state who we still own. Like, I, I I don't really understand whenever he's like, Oh, they would rather lose to Kansas state and Iowa state than, or they would rather lose to Alabama and Florida than
1: Iowa State state and
2: Iowa state. Yeah. Those are the teams that you chose.
1: And here, well, I'll back you up on Mike. I'm gonna back on Lacey on this one. The commissioner, I don't know his name now. The Big 12 can't keep a commissioner if their life dependent on it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know his name. Uh, oh, wait, your, 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 your mark, your mark, Brett, your mark, something your like mark.
1: that. Oh, uh, Bowlesby, he, he ruined the Big 12. He had so many opportunities to expand it, he ruined it. That's why Texas and Oklahoma left, is leaving. I'll back on, on this one, Mike. I'll back Lacey up. The commissioner, for him to sit here and he wants to act like, well, OU wasn't professional, Texas wasn't professional, this, that, and something else. My thing on that is then you be the high end, you know, you ride off in the sunset with your little high horse and just act cool. His little, I don't know if you caught that or not, Lazy, but when you made the comments, well, they weren't in the championship game, neither of them, in the last few years. okay. Whoa! Wow, two or three years. I think but it was two. I was years. about
2: to say, if you look back historically, though, that back the past few years that was the, yeah. th- those have been the first championship games that haven't had Texas or Oklahoma in it in the past like twenty something years.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, if you go back to two thousand, you had either and or Oklahoma or Texas, and he sits there and act like, oh, you or Texas didn't run it, dude. Check your tour from twenty. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, for OU. Because you guys were in what? 0-1? We I think,
2: I know our you guys national were our in championship a, was 0-5. Uh,
1: but Big Twelve title appearances. weren't you guys in the Big Twelve? No, that was Nebraska and Colorado. I think. Who wasn't a Big Twelve championship game in oh one?
2: Don't get me lying.
1: Here we go. I'm going to try, but no. For him to, um, for him to sit here and say that. Oklahoma, Texas, well, that's been a few years since. Well, um, because, and the reason why Oklahoma wasn't in 2021 20, uh, is because your head coach uh, realized he's about to leave for a job and he couldn't afford to miss another week. And he had to lose. So there you go. Uh, two, <laughs> two, nine, 1996, Texas was in it and won. Um, 1999, Texas was in it. 2000 Oklahoma won 2001 and was in it 2001 Texas was in it but lost to Colorado 2002 Oklahoma was in it and won 2003 Oklahoma was in it but lost 2004 was OU 05 was Texas 06 was OU 07 was OU 08 OU 09 Texas 2010 Oklahoma then they didn't have a Big 12 championship for the longest of years then they uh, resumed it back up in 2017 which was OU then an 18 was both Oklahoma and Texas 19 was Oklahoma 20 was Oklahoma mm-hmm. and so I mean I'm sorry commissioner big 12 guy you're you're a moron for saying
2: wrong this. like you're you're, you're it's not even just like in a, a matter of a, a of opinion like you're no. objectively wrong
1: oh you and Texas carried the big 12 that's all it is to it
2: like I, anybody that says differently is just coping like just mad. anybody that genuinely thinks that the Big Twelve is better off without Texas and OU is simply coping.
1: Well, and simply have like no who, idea. They're
2: sitting here. They're sitting here questioning who's going to be the next face of it. Nobody. Yeah. <clears throat> who's going to be the who are going to be the front runners whenever Texas Texas and OU leave? Kansas State.
1: Well, the race is going. I would T- say Kansas TCU? State.
2: Like that's what I'm at. Like that's what I that's what I'm saying though. Is like who. Who is going to be the money makers for y'all like Texas and OU were?
1: Well, you know, they want to bring in, you know, these runky-dink schools. Now, again, Bowlesby had the chance. He failed to expand it because, and Mike, I don't know if you're still watching or listening. Um, when all of this commotion, when Missouri and when Nebraska and when Colorado and when Texas A&M all bounced out, they had the opportunities to bring in Clemson. They had the opportunities to bring in Florida State. They had the opportunities to bring in Louisville. They had the opportunities to bring in, at the time, Arkansas, when Arkansas was really thinking about leaving the SEC. So, I mean, you've had all these opportunities. And, no, we're going to keep it to 10. What well, you call the Big 12. No, we're going to keep it to 10. And more teams go to the conferences. Big 10's expanding. Big Pac-12's expanding. They get Utah here comes more, and then you know, this that, and something else. So well, um, and then
2: AM and Missouri leave the big the Big 12 mm-hmm. and go to the SEC, and then you've got Nebraska that left, and you know, like conference realignment happens all the time. It's so I don't more. understand yeah. why I, I genuinely don't understand where the hate is coming from with Texas and OU. Like be prepared <laughs> for the 23 season to be full of perfect games for the opposition
1: i will say this i'm gonna be at every home game just because i have season tickets for ou um i wish i can go to every road game because and here's why and it goes up for texas as well I, i could see it for both the road game for ou texas real quick is going to be an absolute chaotic mess so chaotic i wish i could be there at least if anything hopefully cincinnati but anyway. Well, and
2: like I said, te- I mean, like we said earlier, Texas only leaves the state like once or twice, so <laughs> there's that.
1: Good job, Big Twelve. You you scheduled that one too perfect.
2: Well, but like I said, I think I think it ends up working out where like it trades off. Like we get the tougher Big Twelve schedule, easier SEC. Y'all get the easier Big Twelve, tougher SEC.
1: And who knows? Maybe it'd be uh, you know texas oklahoma and very well could. i mean the schedule again lines up for oklahoma perfect they just got a lot of issues that they gotta work out non-conference works out perfect which doesn't play a factor in the sec but in the big 12 but again um you know we'll see
2: i think texas has all the pieces to be able to make it to the big 12 championship game and win it whether or not they're able to put it on the field is a different story and we'll be able to see that this season. I think that this Texas team is Sark's best opportunity to prove that he's not seven win Sark. Uh,
1: Big Mike, I think the reason they yeah. never got any schools added was because of UT and OU running the league on and off the field. Well, from what I re- there's one report that I read that uh, all the athletic directors at the time, except for Joe Castillo, disapproved of Louisville coming to the Big Twelve, and that was what. That was about, and then oh, you just got sick and tired of it, and whatever else down the road. But I'm glad, oh, you in Texas is going to the SEC. Um, Me too. I wish it was this year, but that's perfectly fine. I really thought it was going to be in the beginning. But-
2: I'm thankful it's not this year. I'm good with having another year in the Big Twelve, another year under Sark's belt. I'm okay with it. And honestly, as an OU fan, you should be too. Well. You should be, you should be more thankful of it than me. Well, in my
1: humblest of
2: opinions,
1: Jackson Arnold, who's going to be a phenomenal quarterback as long as he is what he says he is, which I think he is, freshman, is going to be a freshman. Welcome to the SEC. <laughs> well, they going to be a young big team next ball, year, Baby, let's so, go!
2: I'm ready so, for it. I'm so excited. I'm ready to see what Sark is able to field this season. And I think that if, like I said, like I said earlier on, we have no excuses. As a Texas fan, I'm sitting here saying there are zero excuses for us this season. Barring any serious injuries or any wild, crisp beard type situations, like there's not any excuses. Zero. None. Silch. Nada. Absolutely
1: fucking none i'm surprised though before i ask you my uh before we go on to the uh five question hot fire uh
2: we still never did that i thought that's what we No, were
1: because what well, we were and then i think mike oh he brought up no you asked me about brent venables
2: sorry i got us a little off topic
1: none uh none taken on that one uh, I was going to hopefully look real quick on your guys's SEC because I was going to, I was part of the, I was going to see what you guys is. There we go. All right. Are you ready for your, uh, making sure nobody else left in the comments. Do you
2: do? For my rapid fire questions. For your rapid fire. Let's go.
1: Nope. Mike uh, says it's okay. You can blame him. <laughs> Just don't cry, Mike, next year when, uh, and just like I told Herb, Herb and Raj, shout out to them and the Herb and Raj podcast. You guys can't cry when OU beats you guys uh, this uh, next year, Norman. That's fire. Anyway, we'll see.
2: Good luck with that one.
1: Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> number one on the ESC, on the 2024 schedule, I will throw in a non conference trip to Ann Arbor. Two faced in Michigan Wolverines next year, but besides that trip, Arkansas, Texas A and M, and Vanderbilt out of your road games next year and in SEC play out of the road games. Which one would you love to attend?
2: Is that even a question?
1: No, bad scares.
2: Is that a legitimate question? No. Any Texas fan that answers anything other than A and M is just wrong.
1: You know, somebody's going to say, like, don't get me,
2: don't get me wrong. I would love to go to Nashville. I it's would love to go win. to Nashville for a game. That would be dope. But if I had to choose, I'm going to that A&M game.
1: Well, I was hoping it'd be Absolutely. the answer regardless. I was seeing one well, first, first of all, if you were paying attention, because if you were to send Michigan, like, okay, well, A&M missed out. So,
2: I would love to go to Ann Arbor. I would love to go to a Texas game in Ann Arbor. That would be an amazing experience. That would be an amazing game. I think it's going to be an amazing game, but absolutely zero question. Zero question.
1: All right. You're serious about the other ones now. Huh? All right. Number, I said, are you ready for the other actual serious ones now?
2: Oh, oh God. Yeah, sure. So
1: what uh, the fifth one, because it makes no sense. But I'm going to go with it. I read on Twitter that uh, Little Caesars has uh, issued out a Pepsi pineapple flavor. Are you down for drinking that? It's true. It's Little Caesars. Today. I don't like Pepsi. But what about pineapple?
2: I'm okay with pineapple. I, I like pineapple, but I have like my tongue is really sensitive. right? So like two different acids and stuff. So the acidity from pineapple really like burns my tongue. So like I like the flavor of pineapple. I like the taste of pineapple, but I can't eat a lot of it. Otherwise could, it would literally feel like razor blades in my mouth.
1: I could see that. Fourth one, uh, Dallas Cowboys. You could have any quarterback in the league who's your quarterback that's not Dak Prescott.
2: In the league right now?
1: hmm
2: Patrick Mahomes.
1: I will say and the reason why I say it is because and here's why. Jerry Jones is why Dallas isn't winning. I agree. Yeah. You're not yeah. you're not
2: going to get me to disagree with you on that. I completely agree. I do think that our front office did but has done better this offseason than they have in a minute. They've done better and they've added in pieces this offseason bringing in Brandon Cooks. You know, like adding in pieces this offseason I think right. has been bringing uh Stefan Gilmore to be opposite of Trey like I think that the front office in Dallas in Dallas has actually made some moves, some moves that right. a lot of people weren't expecting them to make. So, small victories,
1: Mike. Uh, yes, I will give you that one, Mike. You're not the only, or uh, Robbie Wells, if you're watching out, you're the only one that gets a troll. Um, we got a troll in here. Um. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um. If you if there's no such if the University of Texas was non-existent or even if they were existent, but you can no longer be a fan of the Longhorns, what team would you be a fan of?
2: Probably LSU.
1: I'll give you that one.
2: There's a lot of pull to LSU. I don't know why. I I feel like why I feel like. I don't know, like I just imagine myself. Like, I imagine myself, like, as a student. So, like, I I went to Texas. I've experienced Austin, Sixth Street. Like, I experienced Texas. I just, any person that I've met that is either an LSU fan or went to LSU is just a dope fucking human. Like, they're just dope people. They just are so cool. Like, (laughs) I just genuinely get along (laughs) with people that are LSU fans. I don't know what it, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know i i genuinely like lSU fans i' I typically don't have a problem with them and I just get along with them really well can you hear me
1: mm-hmm.
2: i don't know where' yeah. it's going oh, there we go sorry go. my thing went off but um i just i feel like I would really get along well with lSU fans so I feel like I feel like I'd be an lSU fan if i could be anything outside of
1: texas right darn i was hoping to know you um literally
2: why on what ever um, even gave you that inclination <laughs> genuinely i don't know
1: maybe you would have like felt bad for us once once um but anyway
2: why would i do that
1: <laughs> I literally
2: why would i do that it
1: Was the same thing with texas i wouldn't you know go join forces with them so that's
2: what Saying like, yeah. if you okay, the question you answer that question. Would you be a Texas fan?
1: No, exactly.
2: Not exactly.
1: as much as I would be an Aggie fan or anybody else's fan.
2: But that's what I'm saying. If you could choose anybody <clears throat> that's not OU, who are you choosing? Michigan. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just like their fight song. That's about all I got for you. Uh, okay. That's all I got. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Fair enough. <clears throat> If you could interview anybody, regardless in the country or in the world, on your podcast, who would it be?
2: Honestly? And I'm not mm-hmm. even saying this as like, okay, can I have two answers? Yeah. So, and both of them are actually for the same reasons. So, both of them seem like Homer picks too, but they're not, I swear. Um, Either Dak Prescott or Bijan. Hmm. Both because they love the game of football. They are passionate about football. It's obvious in the way that they play. And both of them play with a lot of heart. Both of them play with their heart on their sleeves. They're very emotional players. And you can tell their passion in their play. And both of them seem to just be really good human beings, too. I know Bijan, Dak Prescott just won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Mm -hmm. Bijan is a rookie and is already the face of the Atlanta Falcons because of the type of person that he is. You know, Ryan Clark was raving to coach Sark on the pivot podcast about Bijan and Roshan and how good human, how good of humans they are. So I feel like that's what I would want to do because I, so I got my degree in sociology. So like with, and uh, With like Dak, I would want to bring him on and talk about mental health, talk about talk about all of the things that he is implementing and all of the work that he is doing with his foundation in the mental in mental health. And all the strides that he's making in that community. And, you know, just stuff like that, I would want to be able to sit and have those converse, have those deep conversations with people that understand And I feel like they would be very interesting to talk to just because of how, like I said, just because I feel like they'd be really good human beings.
1: I like that. I think Bijan would be perfectly fine and uh, I think he'll do well in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, this one you may have to think on and maybe not so much. Who knows? (laughs) You have a author wants to write a book series about you. What would the book series be about,
2: oh my God it would literally just be a book of oh. chaos like it it would <laughs> it would be a bunch of like it would be kind of like a shell silverstein book. do you remember Shell silverstein mm-hmm. and how he wrote all oh, of yeah. the little poems and everything
0: mm-hmm.
2: though that would be the type like it'd be have a lot of pictures. It would be really colorful. Like it would be it would it would be a kid's book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what you're telling me is uh, a lot of pictures we can just skim through and we have book in about 10 minutes roughly. Context clues. Nice. It's
2: all about inference. It's all about expanding your mind and making you think. That's what my book series would be about. Mind games.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. I mean, hey, it's your book series. In
2: a Shell Silverstein dialect. Or like setting the way that his books are set up.
1: It's your uh, your book series. I'll let you have it.
2: <laughs> that's about as good as it's going to get.
1: Eh, that's about as good as I'm going to Here we go. Lacey's pop-up boom series. Oh, (laughs) pop-up book
0: series.
2: Yeah. I would love pop-up books. I would love for it to be a pop-up. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I really appreciate you having me on here, though. I really appreciate being able to come and sit and have this conversation, talk about both teams, really, and just kind of previewing how things are going, where things are looking. And I just really appreciate you allowing me to come on here and have this conversation. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it.
1: No, I appreciate you taking the time and wanting to come on. And uh, you are the first guest of this new pretty cool layout that uh, uh, was created within the last, oh, I don't know, four or five days. So, no, pretty cool. I'm glad to have you on, first Longhorn that was on here. And I guess I didn't give you too much of a heckle. You know?
2: No, it well, wasn't too bad. It wasn't you know? too bad. I was probably meaner than you were. And I take pride in that, by the way.
1: No, you're, that's good. I'm glad. No, it draws attention to people. You know, that's how you get your name out there. People don't realize that you gotta be controversial. And sometimes you You gotta talk some shit. I don't know where you are political uh, realm. And I, I don't talk much politics, but I will say this, Lacey, you are definitely not. uh, You are more entertained than our current administration is while he eats an ice cream cone.
2: I don't know what that means. I didn't
1: either. Somebody told me to tell you that, so I don't know why.
2: I don't know what that means.
1: I don't either. So apparently you're is that more... good? Inner... I don't know. I was just told to tell you that. Thank you. wasn't for me, so... I, Never... Yeah, I don't know what that yeah.
2: means, so I appreciate
1: yeah. it. I'm just going to say you're better off than Joe Biden, is my guess. <laughs> I have no idea, but I promise that you no so about, uh... like,
2: 70 years younger, so... Mm. I would really hope so. Oh God.
1: No, I, uh, he uh, messaged me not long ago and told him him, told me to tell you that, uh, all the ice cream, whatever. So that's all I got for you. Well, thank you so
2: much again for having me on. I really appreciate it. And it's been great. It's been dope to sit and just have these conversations. I really, it's been fun.
1: Where can you, where can all the listeners find you at on the socials and your podcast?
2: So all of my podcast stuff is going to be at laced up X podcast. It's all going to be the same on Twitter, Instagram, uh YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um I will have this podcast up as well on my channel. So we'll be able to y'all all of my people's will be able to go and rewatch this if you want to, but <laughs> um all of my all of my social medias are all the same it's all at laced up x podcast on twitter instagram i don't think i don't think i'm on facebook so just twitter instagram um tiktok all those (laughs) things all the fun things
1: the ones that matter the most
2: yeah pretty much
1: that's about where we're at nowadays no lacy thank you for coming on the podcast i enjoyed it you're welcome back anytime that's your soul desires
2: I appreciate it thank you so much Michael you have a great rest of your night
1: you as well you've been listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast find us on uh, Twitter at Air Raid Podcast and YouTube at Air Raid Attack Podcast that was a fun one horns down we'll see you all next week same time same place take care guys welcome
0: you've been listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast sports life stories general topics but mainly football. Can you blame us? Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter at Air Raid Podcast and on YouTube and Facebook at Air Raid Attack Podcast. See you next time at your home of the unfiltered, unscripted, 100% authentic Air Raid Attack Podcast podcast Let's go Let's go go Let's go